I still never know what heaven I'm going to do when I'm doing the countdown, then I surprise myself with it. It's a wonderful little bit of uh, improv that you do there, John. It's amazing. I just come up with it right there on the spot, Nick. I don't prepare or plan or rehearse. You're basically Lenny Bruce. I'm essentially Lenny Bruce crossed with Woody Allen. And Little Richard. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. And a bit of um, Dizzy Gillespie. And Bill Cosby. <laughs> so, it's episode 240, the post-election special mm-hmm. of Rum Doings. Today's topic is, why don't we all put down our blooming mobiles and have a good old-fashioned conversation? A chin wag. A chinny wag. <laughs> Great. Fish and chips. So, uh, anything happened recently? That's a good joke, because an event has happened, and you're in pretending that you don't know about it. I don't know anything that's happened. I know that uh, Senator Comey got himself into a little bit of hot and cold water. You've promoted him to senator, have you? Yes. He's a senator. to him. Uh, oh, and that weird little uh, North Sea Island had a little bit of a frap. <laughs> what was it called again? A, fra- a fap frap. A br- Britain's. Britlingland. Brit- Britlington. Yes. Britlington had a frap. Yes. We have to say that your Reverend Stu appears to be 100%. a biblical prophet. I know, exactly. He doesn't got any... There's no good argument for why he's right. He just is right. So he's now called Prophet Stu. Yes, he's been promoted from Rev. Let's remind... I mean, we talked about it before, but let's remind the listener why we're saying that. Go So go back through his history of prophecies. Um, he get He predicts everything right. He predicted... Uh, Brexit. No, actually, it was. I don't know if he did. Yeah, he probably did. Brexit, I think he right? did. He definitely yeah. called the last election for the Tories when everybody was. Everyone kind of, said it was yeah. Labour. Yeah, or, or at least a hung Parliament or something like and that. And he reached this conclusion by looking at the polls that everyone said were wrong, which they weren't. They <laughs> yeah. just were interpreted wrongly. I think he got Trump right as well. He definitely got Trump right. He said, in fact, a year before, if anyone other than if anyone against Clinton will lose. And then when Trump was nominated, he said Trump will definitely win. <laughs> yes. Um, and then? Yeah. And then he said that he said on the day, the day that May called this election, he said they will reduce their majority. Let us remember that I May... talked him out of it, but I have to give him the credit for being right. Let us remember that May had a 20-point lead at that time. <laughs> so this morning is awful. Everything is a disaster. It's the worst possible result. But it's worse than the worst take possible. Enormous solace. No, it's worse than the worst possible result. You know what? <laughs> wow, that's bad. <laughs> because the one thing that I had was that my awful corrupt Tory local uh, MP, the poll said last night, 75% chance of his losing. I wake up this morning and he's won. Oh my goodness. So the How one strange. thing I wanted. Bath ousted the tiny Tory fetus that won two years ago. Really? Yes. What was it? Well, I can't remember when he won, but whoever replaced Don Foster... When Don Foster went, yes. they had a new Lib Dem and this little tiny child man, Ben Foster, I think. No, Ben Blench. something. Blench. Ben Poopy Plates. Anyway, he lost. The Lib Dems got back in in Bath. Ah, but uh, what about your life? Well, Mog won, obviously. There was never any in any doubt. In fact, he was his betting, his odds were 1 to 200 to win. So he wasn't exactly yeah. no. in any trouble. But I don't, I don't know betting odds. I don't know if I said was that. Was there right. a swing? But uh, there was a significant swing. I think 11% to Labour. Okay. Um, so Moss did, he lost 
significantly. Mark. It wasn't close, but he it was a big Mark. swing compared to last time. And yes. um, he gave me someone I could put an X next to without feeling shame, which was quite nice. Oh, very good. A thoroughly decent man lost to Mog, but did made good inroads. So we have uh, this Theresa May to deal with now. And I've just realised, actually, she's never done anything competent in her whole political career except advance her own career within what about that, that time she um remember the passport fiasco the cats everything i mean she's never cat, done... i was going to say the time that she just sort of sent people out the country for so she's very good at uh protecting us from uh from terrorism when people say i am a terrorist and i want to be a terrorist <laughs> and here's the isis flag i'm filling and can you film me for channel four please she's very good at dealing with those please uh state your reason for wanting to enter the country a uh, terrorism Okay, now shut up. I, we're, li- we're, we're trying very hard to listen to everybody's Skype conversations on the internet. <laughs> That's instead. right. Yeah. I must, we must have access to your social media accounts. Okay, well, you do have access. You just go facebook.com slash I want to be a terrorist. You'll yeah. find me there. <laughs> Where I'm saying, unless somebody stops me, I'm going to uh, blow myself up uh, in some London uh, borough. I'm going to do a terrorism now. Is that okay with everyone? Shh, we're trying to decrypt some old granny's torrent. Imagine an old granny that actually torrented. <laughs> That's never happened. Except uh, except in the literal sense, because they have a catheter. Unless it's an old granny who appears in some pornography that's being torrented. Yeah, true. Oh, no, that that is that is actually true. So she's now saying that she is going to form a government despite losing her majority uh, by, of course, the uh, going with the DUP. Uh, and as somebody tweeted me something from the Daily Mash, uh, the headline should therefore be May hoping for, quote, constructive relationship, quote, with creationist homophobes who think Pope is Satan. It's the thing that frustrates me. Obviously, she's. Obviously, she's going to try to form a government, and she does have the numbers to do it with the DUP. She can have an effective majority. She's got an effective majority no. with the DUP. No, with, she doesn't. With, with Sinn Féin, she does. Ignoring Sinn Féin, she does, you mean? Yes. But wh- either way, she can, it, it can no, hold the, together no, not, for a not, little while. Not quite, because the DUP is 10, yeah? And yes. at the moment, they've got 318, so that'll be 328 seats. Labour has got, uh, how many do they have? 261. The SNP's got 35. 71, 81, 91. Uh, Liberal Dems have got 12. So I don't think she, if, if, if everybody else were against her, the DUP wouldn't be quite enough by like one or two seats. No, you can't, you can't get Labour to, to, you can't get Labour higher than that. I wish the blooming website would stop changing it to the difference oh yes i hate that so much uh, we need to 296 close down the to uh 306 308 with plus other 318 gets you to 321 that's the highest labor can get okay so the conservatives they can't the labor can't but unless the dup said no to the tories that's the only way that labor could form well it, it's always been the uh conservative and unionist party so you know that's what it's, they meant well, except but, it was the ulster unionist before and not the, the crazy dup what bothers me is yes. that she fought the whole campaign as the vote for the Theresa May party. Yes. And conservatives literally left off some Tory leafleting. It was that yes. so focused on voting for Theresa May. So at yes. that point, you have to resign. There isn't, there isn't an elegant option. 
What? You have to resign. It's the only thing you could do when you've made yourself the focus of a campaign. Hasn't anybody that noticed that lost? she does? But she doesn't have any of that sort of honour at all. No, and that's surprised. Did it surprise you? It, no, but I, I guess what I'm more surprised by is that the, there isn't enough Tory infighting already taking place that she can thinks that she can go to the Queen in, in 40 but, minutes. But she. But remember, every anecdote that's ever told about her is how difficult she is and how she doesn't perceive the realities of the social interactions around her, how she's never showed any warmth or communication within to her cabinet colleagues. I have said, and I still say, I think she is autistic. Which, and so I don't think she actually we've said We this. said this last time, and we said and that sh- should be an advantage, but anyway. You know, but it also means at this point you don't get the cues, and you think, well, I can do some maths, and I'm going to tell the Queen I'm going to, have a, I'm going to carry on running things. But surely you have enough advisors and, and people around you. You have a husband to say, yeah, darling, you, sweetheart, come on. Yeah, but if if you do then, and you're autistic, you don't take those on board necessarily. I just want to stress, just in case anyone misses, <laughs> I don't mean that there's a husband in place to tell her what to think. That's not what I meant. Well, there she is. Has, because she has said, another person who no, loves husband, her in her life, no, she does. is what I meant. No, they, the husband said there are boys' jobs and girl jobs. And That's true, boy... he did say that. Maybe it's a boy job to tell your wife. To tell your, to tell the prime minister that enough is enough, as she, as she also said. Yeah. But what, all I was saying, she's not operating in isolation. She's not just making these decisions alone. But she kind of is, because she's Theresa May. Yeah. She is very isolated. That's the point. And that's, uh, and when push comes to shove, I mean, this whole election was made in isolation. She quote went on a walk with her husband and came back and told everybody she was having an election. That's what I was hearing on uh, on Winning's Hour this morning. They were talking about that how. Um, how bizarrely she just took this on her to do herself, and how, and that means that the, and the, there's no party said, that likes autistic. to kill a leader more than the the, the, the conservatives. Yeah. So they're going to abs- surely they're going to smell blood. Oh uh, no! But you, you, I think what what Haig said is the Conservative Party is a um, absolute monarchy tempered with occasional regicide, <laughs> and that describes it quite well, yes. I think. And yeah. not occasional, ten food with regular yeah. monocide. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So, uh, w- but the problem is, I think we all know who the next Tory Prime Minister would be, don't we? Well, yes, but it, it, we, so we get Boris and Jeremy. What an amazing, <laughs> what, what an amazing result. You can see why everyone is celebrating on Twitter. Boris, Jeremy and Trump. People are so dumb. This sort of oh, I'm feeling such joy. It's such a wonderful morning. Such an amazing. No, no it's I feel... nothing. You've you've got a, you've, you're still going to have a conservative government, and you're going to continue to have an ineffective opposition. Oh, I feel... well done. No, I feel some joy. I'll explain the joy that I feel. Uh, and um, I, 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 my brother actually accused me accurately of being a Dadaist. Um, we had a choice of a very plodding, predictable result. Uh, yes. And we, we did, the only other choice we had was a mild amount of unpredictability and chaos. And just for the, uh, for the laughs of it, I prefer the latter because at least it throws a dice and there's a chance it might fall somewhere a little bit interesting so for you're a making, while. Are you just making, making my good TV argument? Good TV argument. Also, sometimes you need a little bit of activation energy to make thing to make opportunities happen. And I don't know whether having a small amount of grit and chaos will be better over the next few years than her unbelievable obstinate stupidity 
in, for example, the Brexit negotiations. Maybe this cracks open something which eventually allows some sort of creative destruction to happen. I don't know. But at least I don't know. Do you see what I mean? Yes, absolutely. Let me run another scenario by you. Let's say this morning we woke up and, in fact, it had gone just a tiny bit the other way. And she, the DUP only got eight and she fell a couple more short. She mm. couldn't do it. But yes. Labour could. Uh-huh. And as the real prospect of Prime Minister Corbyn, how do you feel then? Honestly, how do you feel about that? I would... I thought about that, and I wouldn't be terrified. I'd be interested. And again, the reason is, I think I'm so dispirited about the medium-term future of this country that I kind of... I've kind of given up on it. Genuinely, I've kind of given up on it. And therefore, I, I, I just want good telly now. Right. Uh, and and I hadn't realised the degree to which I felt about that until I last night when the exit polls came in and I thought, well, at least this is interesting. Whereas my family were going absolutely crazy about, oh, no, it's a race, it's, 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 oh, my goodness, what's going to happen, blah, blah, blah. I said, whatever's going to happen, we are in, we are in such a lot of trouble now. I, I now just want some... I, I, I now want as many opportunities for interesting things to happen. So a kind of very weak Corbyn... Uh, who do had just enough to get his un- unruly party to do something might have been interesting, and it would have probably caused complete failure and chaos. But then again, I can't see any tributary that wouldn't have. And as such, I want the one that at least offers the least predictability because that offers the most unknown lottery ticket, so to speak. <laughs> I mean, we all, we, I think we could all predict, imagine that Theresa May came back with a hundred seat majority. Yeah. I think we kind of know what happens next. And it's not a, it's a depressing uh, vision. Theresa May coming back with almost no majority and having to do some deals with the DUP. I've no idea what sort of deal she'd have to do, how fractious it'll be. And remember that the last time this sort of thing happened was really, uh, Actually, it was it was John Major, which then led to Blair, of course, mm. and politics changed. So I think this is more interesting because it creates a very, very unstable equilibrium, which can then be pushed over and then maybe something interesting can happen. Did you enjoy Clegg losing his seat? Do you know what? I went to bed at 11.30 and I, I'm really sad that I missed it. I've never done that before. Not mm. since 97 have I not stayed up all night. Victoria demanded that I went to bed as well, so I did. Uh, okay. I um I had to be up at seven with Toby and I've already got a half a cold and I know if I did, I knew Toby. I know if I knew if I didn't sleep overnight I would just be completely wrecked and broken mm. so I had to just go to bed I woke up a couple of times in the night and then I woke up for good at twenty to seven and listened to the results then and I was quite surprised but I wish I'd stayed up for it I wish I'd seen all those moments coming yeah. down and no I don't I'm not I don't gloat in, in Clegg losing he's he was he's a he's a damn fool and he created a, a Tory government but. Well, he, cre- he learned his lesson. He did seem to change as a result of what he did wrong. In a funny way, uh, and you can you can create narratives to say anybody's to blame, but he was to blame for a lot of what's happened just by what he enabled, which he yeah. didn't have to enable. Absolutely. We d- imagine the universe in which he had said, of course we're not going to form a government with the Conservatives. We're the Liberal Democrats. We have the youth vote. They voted for yeah. us to protect themselves from a Conservative government. You know, that, that which doesn't seem an entirely unreasonable expectation of the Liberal Democrats in 2010. And um, we discussed uh, it at, chi- uh, at, uh, at the time on this podcast. And the, no, we they, didn't, because we've only been doing this podcast about four years. 
That's right, yes. But that, that, that was only about four years ago, actually. Fair, fair point, just when we just started, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we discussed it, and it was, uh, and, and we discussed the maths, and there, there were interesting things that could have been done, but that, that they didn't do the interesting thing, they plodded along. Um, so she well, they, they, going, they saw power. Yeah, she is going to form a, a government now with a DUP, and uh, that's all going to work very well, isn't it? It'll be fascinating to see. <sighs> I just don't, I mean, it doesn't see, it's only a couple of by-elections away from falling apart. Mm. Exactly. It doesn't seem a very sustainable... Yeah, I mean these 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 Tories tend to be often quite old and unwell or corrupt, so you know it doesn't take a lot of them to go. Indeed, and there's probably enough of them to deliberately. There's probably enough Tory backbenchers who just want to see trouble, cause trouble, and might defect or. And then there are people like like Kenneth Clark, yes. who are you know who is the he official leader a very of the powerful opposition. Man, bizarrely, in this government. Well, he's the leader of the opposition. So. <laughs> yes. So yes, so, he's very important. Okay, I don't understand Northern Irish politics. I don't, and I'm not going to, pre- and I can't pretend I do. However, so maybe you can interpret this for me. Uh huh. Uh, Guardian story: The DUP's price for propping up a new Tory government will include a promise that there will be no post-Brexit special status for Northern Ireland. Uh, the party's leader in Westminster has confirmed. And Nigel Dodds, re-elected as North Belfast MP, said that among the DUP's preconditions would mm-hmm. be an insistence that there was no separate deal that would effectively keep the region one foot still inside the EU. You've got to stop making that clicky noise, Nick. So do you. You keep typing weird things. Oh, uh, yeah, because he doesn't want there to... I think what he's scared of is that um, Northern I- if Northern Ireland's given some sort of special deal, then it distances itself from the United Kingdom. It becomes a special uh, political area, a bit like Hong Kong, and then it makes it de facto a lot easier to reunify with Ireland. Uh, because if you think about it, uh, how are they going to keep the borders open between uh, Ireland and the Republic of Ireland and Northern Ireland? Mm-hmm. Um, because if that border is effectively the border of the EU, which it is, how do you stop people from flying, EU citizens, from flying into, I- into uh, the Republic of Ireland with a large... Let's let's use a trivial example. A large number of bottles of Beaujolais, which they're allowed to under EU uh, uh, personal import. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What um, what stops them from just taking a nice little drive over the uh, Northern Irish border and taking them into the UK? Yes. Uh, or what stops an EU citizen? Flying into Northern Ireland, sorry, into Ireland, and then going over the border and settling down in Northern Ireland, nobody would know. And suddenly they're in the UK. Yes. So they would have to remilitarise the border, which would be utterly chaotic for the Good Friday Agreement, or go against the Good Friday Agreement. Um, so they said, well, can we have some special... Uh, deal where we somehow manage to uh, maybe do special, have to do special checks uh, if you're exiting the island of Ireland. But then um, you're kind of tacitly saying that this is a special area, as I said, that has some sort of tacit unification beyond the mainland and that causes problems. So I suspect they want to say, no, we are just the United Kingdom. We're not special. So apparently Sinn Féin won every border seat. Sinn Féin is a legitimate political party. 
Now might be a good time to buy shares in nail bombs. Yeah, yeah that's going to be interesting. Yes. <sighs> good times, though. Are they good? No, they're interesting times. They certainly are. Plus 29 for Labour. That's not... You didn't predict that. You failed to predict that. I wouldn't have predicted that. Uh, I we sus- were wrong. We were wrong about Corbyn. We said, we both said with utter conviction and no doubt in our hearts that he was going to be the death of the Labour Party, that this election would see him demolished. Yeah, he still wouldn't resign, even though he's yes. wiped his own party out and there would be a rift in the party that split. Blah, blah. We were certain. Yes. Turns out uh, people voted for him. So how wrong are we about Corbyn? Um, it, very wrong. And it just means that people, much more than I even realise, don't care about substance. They care about mood music. And it's not even the music that's playing externally. It's the music that's playing in their own head. People voted for the cor- their own Corbyns. Yeah. And and the degree to which that was true, we kind of talked about that and we sort of knew it was true, but I thought it was just true for a few Twitterati. I hadn't realised how generally true it was and I was wrong about that. Well, that's the thing. We, we, we all said, and I... St- and I still think it's right, even though it's, even though I know I'm now wrong, that having huge numbers of people show up to his rallies is completely irrelevant. It doesn't make yeah. a difference. Um, you know, it's not a means of, of 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 understanding popularity, and it's just you know, no, a huge number of people turned up to Neil Kinnock's rallies. Yes, that's just true. Yeah. So, but the, so my my fear is now that every part of that. Which was not so. Every time that we were right about something like that, becomes irrelevant that we were right because people yes. are going to see that see it as that we were wrong. They're going to see populism, his populism. We're going to see his ideologue nature as a positive. Yes, I think people voted for the Labour Party because they realised they could just could not vote for this Conservative Party. They didn't vote for Corbyn, but they voted for a Labour Party that had put out a genuinely good manifesto. Yeah, I mean, I did that. Uh, yeah, I, me too. Because basically, I, I, mean, I know that, I, I'm about to say it, and I, I know a little bit more about uh, how his brother is influencing him. Corb, Jeremy Corbyn is an anti-Semite. Uh, it's the first time I've actually said that explicitly. Um, I've said he surrounded himself by these people, and I wasn't sure about it. And now, various things that I won't go into, he, 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 he is an anti-Semite. He's a very unpleasant man. But I still couldn't vote for Theresa May's government because... The overall evil that she would do was was greater even than this. And I was hoping that there would be a very weak Jeremy Corbyn whose party would be strong enough to get rid of him. See, I I obviously have none of your information. Because we know the PLP, we know the PLP doesn't like... Yeah, I was kind of voting in the hope of a PLP. Mm-hmm. And we know that the PLP is very much against Corbyn, or certainly was. I suspect they won't be anymore. And so I was hoping, if, if I vote for my local candidate, uh, who was actually anti-Ken Livingston, anti-Corbyn and so on, if enough of those people came in so, th- so that the Labour Party itself was strong enough, they could then oust Corbyn after his election performance. Of course, that's not going to happen now. Mm-hmm. Anyway, you were saying? I can't remember. You I said you, were, you, you knew... Yeah, you voted for the nasty, racist idiot, terrorist lover. Well, that's, because... yeah, it's... I, I don't have any information on that he's an anti-Semite, I can't say that. Um, 
I couldn't say that. I see the anti-Semites he's surrounded himself with, associated with, invited round for tea, called friends, yeah. described social justice. Yeah, uh, fighting for social justice. The anti-Semites he's defended. The uh, Stephen Sizer he stood up for. I mean, there's, there's giving money, giving money to a Holocaust denier, a neo-Nazi, so and they're pretending he didn't know he was one. Yeah, all that stuff. All that stuff that. Uh, people so the ideologues so wonderfully dismiss as oh you're just picking up stuff from the part who cares oh, yeah okay yeah. there's no question that he has surrounded himself like that he he would be an ineffective anti-semite if yeah he, if he were a lead if he were the prime minister he would be well, very ineffective at well that's what i've said to my family as well i said he's not going to draw blood so let's be realistic the the, the greater threat to everybody is theresa may yes. And, for example, her policies on the internet, which would make the internet more restricted than in Iran, that's her, more of a threat that's what, to and us. Her, and, her, and there's even the more direct threat, the 30,000 people who have died as a result of her welfare reform. She's No, she's you see, genu- I, she's I can't say evil. that, I can't say, because that, that could just be a talking point. It's that's based on the Oxford University research. Yeah, it could be tendentious. I I, I don't know. Be, people, I think there's a fairly good sign that people have suddenly who weren't dying before have suddenly started dying. So that that's, um, and she doesn't care, and she's not saying, "Oh my God, people have suddenly started dying. What can we do to help them?" That's mm. a, even if it's nothing to do with me. How can I help these people? That yes. certainly hasn't happened. She's genuinely evil. Like she wants poor people and struggling people and disabled people to well suffer. i told my family i said she is evil and they said you're it's fine oh interesting you're using those those terminology you're mis- being misogynistic you wouldn't say that about uh gosh how uh, funny yeah i said no it's, i'm not being misogynistic uh I, i'm using evil in a not a mannequin religious sense but in the doing harm yes, uh, to the greatest number of people without care or concern yeah and and, and it's not unique to her it's, it's her parliamentary party is yeah i'm sure david davis is equally evil yes, but he absolutely. doesn't happen to be no, the, i find that, uh, I find that well. strange i never i've never heard people using the word evil as a misogynistic term anyway hmm. um i suppose some wicked witches but i suppose it's as close as you can yeah. get she yeah. you know she's she's the a definition of evil that we need to acknowledge and that's why you had to vote for Labour yeah. or Liberal Democrat in your region. I, you know, Stuart Campbell held his nose and voted Liberal Democrat despite that astounding betrayal of Don Foster in 2010. Yeah, um, yeah, you have to, you had to do that this time, and it worked in Bath. It worked. The Lib Dems won. So, uh, and I think that whatever else happened, we, I think the biggest disaster would have been a very very strong Theresa May. Yes. Of all the outcomes. Maybe. I can't think of an outcome that depresses me more. Can you? I don't know whether this one depresses me more, that she gets to carry on despite her hubris, and we don't get an effective Tory uh, Labour opposition. We it would, uh, it because would depress la- me more Jeremy Corbyn if she has competent. Pre- so it would depress me more, as you say, if I trusted she were competent and would be able to handle it. She's never shown that competence in any decision she's ever made, including to hold this election and in running its campaign. So unless she suddenly becomes very competent, I don't see how this can be that dangerous. Uh, I think what would be dangerous is where she had one or 200 MPs to buffer that incompetence against any scrutiny. Isn't it astonishing that as recently as yesterday, people were confident that that could happen, that she could have a 100 seat majority? I said thirty to fifty, didn't I? Yeah, you did, and it's uh, it's not that. 
No, it's minus something. <laughs> yeah, minus eight. Yeah. So it's it it is it's it's really interesting. It's also interesting that how what happened to you, UKIP? If you looked, UKIP are gone, obviously. But yes, where their 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 vote split between the Tories and Labour, yeah, so I, people were just returned back to their home parties. It does seem that way, and it seemed to go, from the early results I saw coming in, it seemed to be about a third to Labour and two-thirds to Conservative, and everyone yeah. had been predicting 100% to Conservative, Yes, um, which was naive, not least because, well, Stormfront came out in support of Labour the day yeah. before yesterday, and they made their argument for why they supported Corbyn uh, very clearly, because they, well, they naive pointed out that he was very clearly going to be a more effective opposer of Europe. May voted yeah. f- against Brexit, Corbyn... Yeah clearly didn't ca- it made no effort to, to, to prevent it and corbyn has made corbyn's views on the jews are much clearer than our which may's yes. so which 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 know. that's not that's not i've heard stormfront explicitly approved of corbyn's attitude to the yiddos it's absolutely they did and that, mm. you know they wrote a very clear editorial say, saying this that's not obviously that but my point is that you know I'm, I'm not saying that everyone who's a member of UKIP is essentially a reader of Stormfront oh no I am I am saying that, that no, no, yeah, saying. they are, they, but are but, they are but sometimes they're too stupid to realise it yes indeed fair. but that can sometimes <clears> mean that, that Labour is feels like a more natural home for them than Conservatives especially well, and I, I do wonder how much Corbyn's lack of uh, sort of uh just this complete lack of enthusiasm during um, the the European debacle mm-hmm. has actually brought him a lot of votes at this point. People saying, well, I can't vote for Theresa May because she's clearly, you know, that was such a disastrous campaign. And actually, Corbyn didn't seem that in favour of Remain anyway. <laughs> Would you? And he wasn't. did a three-line whip to tell him, make his his, yeah. uh, his his members support a, a hard Brexit. So. And the fact that he's always asked, uh, he's always campaigned for our removal from the European Union and the EEC has also been a, a slight hint that he's done that for 20 years has been a little hint as, as well. So I wonder whether somehow that, despite the press's absolute determination to hide that and yeah. Corbyn's not in a not Corbyn being in a position where he couldn't just say it during his campaigning, where they actually managed to communicate to well, voters do you want anyway. to hear? Do you want to hear from the working class? An associate has sent me this. Mm-hmm. Essex-based postroom boys this morning about Corbyn. Colon. I wish the geezer becomes prime minister and a bunch of muzzies blow up Ten Downing Street. It's an interesting argument. Yeah, so that's sort of a kind of a karma thing. <laughs> There's, I think that's the thing I think people wildly underestimate as well in, in terms of results. When you look at polling data, when you look at um, exit polls, when you look at, the, the, you know, trying to understand the arguments and the motivations and the reasons, when you actually hear any vox pop, it's just yeah. because it's just sheer unbridled random stupidity. Well, I said it's music, the tune that's playing in your head. It's nothing to do with anything external. Exactly. My uh, friend Joe heard uh, an 18-year-old in the college she works in saying <laughs> um, that he was going to vote Liberal Democrat because he likes the colour yellow. Yeah, I yeah, know. That doesn't surprise me at all. And and also, um, with, with I think that what did it for Theresa May was these two uh, terrorist attacks because she was going strong and stable, strong and stable. And every time she said that, a day later there was a most profound sign of the lack of strength and instability saying, hold on, you're prime minister. Now you can't protect us from that. And mm. the, 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 the empty contradiction of those terms, 
I think then began to ring as hollow as as they obviously were to even the most uh, tin ear at that point. I think that I my my postulation is that had there not been those two terrorist atrocities, she would have scraped through. That that seems a reasonable argument mm. to me. Because, you know, she was saying strong and stable, strong and stable. And I also looked and we're getting these these adverts at the beginning of YouTube where before the terrorist atrocities happened, we were going on about how she would protect Britain and the troops and all that kind of thing and terrorism. And she was going to get rid of the human rights and all that. And then suddenly people are killed on the streets. Mm-hmm. And then it happens again. And then you hear the strong and stable. And that dissonance is is... Too much, even for a dull brain. And again, I was completely wrong. I was really, I was really sure that would go the other way because it would be, oh my goodness, look, things are blowing up. We need to get tougher on immigration. We need to, we need the person who's saying they're going to be toughest on immigration, toughest on privacy yeah. laws, toughest on this. So I really thought that would push people toward uh, conservatives. Yeah, but and it could have. But I think there was something about about the the, the, the clashing tunes, the tune of strong and stable yeah. versus because. If she had been in opposition, fair enough. She was in power. She'd been Home Secretary. She'd been the symbol of the authority that was supposed to not allow this sort of thing to happen. And she was promising that she wouldn't allow it to happen effectively. And it happened under her nose while she was saying it. And then it happened again and while it's so, she was saying it. And it's so bonkers when, of course, it's just random. You, there's always going to be terrorism. You can't prevent someone driving a van onto the pavement. Well, That's you can. something if, you can police against. Be, well, you can if that person was on a list and said they were going to do it and people reported them and they're on a television sure, programme and everybody ignored that. But he could have gone to prison or been caught or sent out of the country and the other two could have carried on anyway. It, these things can happen. I would like Still. to... Call, I did a good joke on Twitter this morning. It didn't get enough attention for me. Okay, well, the listener will give it to you now. Which is... It's, it doesn't really work out loud, but I just think... I just want to, the respect for... You have my, to do it out loud. My though. observation that, uh, that, that, that that last night was more like an Aesop's fable. Uh, Aesop's. The Prime Minister who cried Brexit. It's a, it's a clever joke. To explain it to me. Because she pretended this was uh, an election over Brexit. And no one. Yes. And then she shouted Brexit too many times, and her family didn't come to rescue her when when no. when Brexit actually did come to eat her. Also, I think I think the Brits are. They also got their Brexit. They 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 got their Brexit blood. They're tired of it now. Then yes, exactly. It's okay. We don't actually need to leave Europe. We just got what we wanted. Yeah. yeah. What I'm ev- constantly what amazed. Ev- Every bloody fortnight, the private eye uh, letters page is filled with people saying, "Will you stop going on about Brexit? I'm cancelling my subscription. You just got to accept that Brexit happened." It's like how how do they these people not understand? Private eye can only take the piss out of things that are happening, not things yes. that didn't happen. Yeah, and also things that are still happening. And, you know, it hasn't happened. Yes. Yeah. You know, People, oh, it's all done. It's finished now. No, it basically hasn't started still yet. People say, why aren't you writing as many jokes and cartoons about the results of of, of, of the Remain having won the Brexit? What? Goodness yes. sake! Oh, I've people. never known a bunch of better, of worse losers than than people. The fifty-two percent who won. <laughs> yeah, I know it's like just crazy. Oh, they know they're losers, really. Exactly, but that's the thing. It's this out working of their inhe- of their deep perhaps even unconscious knowledge that they lost by winning mm. that they could all they can do in the face of winning is complain about how they how they won yeah it's extraordinary 
you had, do you know how many times I heard the phrase going forward last night, even though I went to bed and slept through the whole thing? Uh, not that many, because every t- I, I, every time I, I hear it, I have I have the person and their family culled, so I was hoping there wouldn't be that many left. I've heard it 783,000 times in the last 24 hours. It's a lot of people I've got to kill now. It is, you've got a lot of hard work ahead of you. I do. I think it's what, what, every I... single person who won a, a seat last night said going forward in the in the interview afterward. Or they could just talk about what they're going to do because, you know, that's the way time works. <laughs> so going backward, what we need to do. Yeah, going sideways through the space-time continuum. <laughs> Idiots. But that's the thing. I mean, that, that summarises... Oh, I was saying before... in elections. It's all dull tropes and music yeah. playing in people's heads. That's I was talking it. about idiots before. I, I, was, I mentioned the, uh, the kid at college, but the um, this morning I heard on the Today programme they were into. They went and interviewed some people in some factory or something, and mm. the guy said, "Oh yeah, I voted. Uh, I voted Labour because uh, that May. She's well, it's all immigrants, isn't it? She's not doing anything about it. She's not dealing with the immigrant oh, problem." Wow. There you go. Stop trying to analyse the results. It's just really stupid, a vast majority of stupid people ticking a box they don't quite understand. But that's... Probably me included. But that's... No, not you included. That's that's also how pretty much all of this stuff works. And I've always said we're just a bunch of reactive monkeys. Mm -hmm. And when you start looking for more sophisticated motivations and evidence, then that's when you fall over and the polls stop working. You just got to say, bunch of reactive monkeys. And that's why, for example, it was obvious to anybody with half a brain that um, that the one thing that I was right about, Ed Miliband was never going to be a prime minister or a leader of anything anywhere because he was the wrong monkey and he ate a sandwich in a funny way. That's the end of it. Maybe Theresa, maybe people aren't acknowledging that Theresa May's disaster was because she couldn't quite manage to eat chips. Yeah, it could just be that. Yeah, it could just be. Shall we say goodbye to the listener? I think we should. Goodbye, listener. Congratulations on the coalition of chaos you voted for. Yeah. Bye. Bye.